Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we will be doing the July horoscope for 2022, speaking about the major transits for 2022. Before we get started, I always like to remind you all that I study the Vedic sidereal system of astrology, which is different than the Western tropical system. So if you would like to see where the planets were placed astronomically at the moment of your birth, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings and then chart to calculate your birth chart. If you would like to learn more about the difference between Western and Vedic astrology, go to my website, click on media and then astrology. Now I'll have a podcast embedded there where you can learn more about about the differences between these two systems. So I want to give you all the heads up. I am sitting in my new home, which is new to me. It's actually not a new home, <laughs> but it's new to me. And my couch just came today. I have internet coming and you know, some other things to add to the house that I'm really excited about, but I'm still settling in and moving in. And in my previous home, it was much more insulated, AKA I would record podcasts in my closet. So there was no noise whatsoever. I'm still establishing where I'd like to record here. So you may hear a little bit of outside noise. You may hear my dog shuffling around, maybe even squeaking a toy. The audio may just sound different. There may be like a little bit of an echo or something. I'm not sure how it's going to turn out, but I'm sharing that with y'all because if you hear a difference, it's because it is different. Speaking of which, I am a creature of habit. And when I'm outside of my shell, <laughs> so to speak, I feel a little bit disoriented. Um, I don't know quite how to explain it. I'm like the type of person where when I would study in school, I would go to the same spot to study. Like same spot every day. It helps me stay focused. Same thing with yoga, practice in the same spot every day. <laughs> I just, that's the way my brain works. And so recording a podcast outside of my, the comfort of my old recording spot, it's just a little different. So I may sound a little bit different there too, but let's go ahead and get started because this month is huge. And we've been talking about just how significant, um, July and August are going to be for 2022 and how hot they're going to be literally and metaphorically. But before we get started, I wanted to talk to y'all about, I peeked into the chart for the 2024 election and it's very significant. Okay. So I want to tell y'all why, and then we'll get into the July horoscope in 2024, the United States will be having a Pluto return to the degree pretty much for the majority of the year. And when I say to the degree, it's like within a degree. Pluto will move over the natal degree point and then it will retrograde back over and then it will cross over again. So Pluto is really going to be moving back and forth over the degree that the United States birth Pluto is in. And so I'll tell you why this is significant. Pluto is the planet of death and rebirth. It destructs things. It kind of breaks things down so that it can rebuild things and grow things. So that's the cool thing about Pluto is that it can be very destructive and very explosive, but there's always this rebirth that comes with it. And in 2020, in the sidereal system of astrology in 2020, this is when Pluto entered Capricorn. 
Capricorn is the sign of government, of structures, maybe even of the economy. Okay, I mean, definitely Capricorn has to do with money and finances and governmental structures. When Pluto entered Capricorn, we saw changes begin all around the world. It's not just a United States thing. It's a global thing. But why it's even more significant for the United States, I would argue, is because we are also having that Pluto return. So this is a very karmic, significant time for the United States, especially again in 2024 when we have the next election. In addition to that, Rahu will be transiting the fourth house. As we know, Rahu and Ketu are both karmic indicators, and the fourth house is the house of home, real estate, property, the mother, but also homeland. Rahu will be bringing karmic matters to the homeland. And I could go on. Jupiter will be transiting the sixth house of obstacles and opposition. This is probably one of the most interesting things as well. Mars will choose to retrograde in Cancer. If you know a lot about astrology, you know that Mars doesn't retrograde very often. And Cancer is its point of debilitation. So in 2024, in November... 2024, when elections are happening, not only is Mars going to be debilitated in Cancer, aspecting Pluto, <laughs> it's going to go retrograde. And when a planet goes retrograde, especially Mars, it stays in a sign for a long time. So we have some interesting things to look forward to. If you're interested in learning more, you can read the full post on astrologynow underscore podcast on my Instagram. I created a post about it. So it is pretty interesting stuff and something that I will continue to talk about in the upcoming months, you know, in the upcoming years. It'll be an interesting thing to follow. So I wanted to get that out of the way. And, you know, for these bigger events, when we're talking about Pluto return and when we're talking about systems changing or like I was mentioning, this Mars, Uranus, and Rahu conjunction that we have this month in July of 2022, it shows something extreme. And in order for extreme things to happen, there has to be some type of an event. You know, same thing with Pluto. In order for there to be a rebirth and a growth, there has to be things that change and decay and break off so that we can experience that rebirth. So it's really important to kind of keep things in perspective. And with Rahu and Aries, it's like this very rebellious sign, this very rebellious, independent transit. In order for that to express itself, there has to be events that happen and we're witnessing those events, okay? Very, very interesting things to observe from an astrological perspective. So let's go ahead and discuss July 2022. So if you've been following the astrology, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, we have known that July and August are really going to heat up. And, you know, just saying that, I do also want to add that we can anticipate some really hot weather for the next several weeks. And this month, we are going to see the close conjunction of Mars, Uranus, and Rahu. This is a very rare conjunction, and it's definitely going to bring some difficulties, some struggles. When we break down what these planets represent, in brief, because I know that some of y'all have heard me do this a million times, 
But Mars is a planet of anger, war, aggression. It's literally the planet of war, but it's also enthusiasm, zeal, bravery, and courage. Rahu is a karmic node bringing karmic matters to the surface. It's very revolutionary. It's very futuristic, but also illusionary and brings attachments to the material world. Uranus is sudden unexpected events shocking okay electricity earthquakes and it's also revolutionary very very independent does not like to be controlled so these three planets are combining forces in the sign of aries which is the sign of independence the sign of uh, excitement and passion and it is ruled by mars so aries has this very a Martian quality to it where it doesn't back down. It fights for what it believes in. It also has this amazing energy to get things started and to get things done. It, it loves to push forward and to have new beginnings. So this conjunction in Aries is going to occur for the entirety of July. It'll occur until August 10th. And so what this time is good for is following our passion, following our hearts, allowing ourselves to get excited, um, to, to move, you know, move literally and metaphorically, take steps, take moves towards your goals, towards your mission in life. It can certainly bring new passions and inspiration. It can bring a ton of passion uh, to many regards in life. What we need to watch out for is impulsivity reacting rather than responding. We may end up saying or doing things we regret. We want to think about the long-term outcome of things. We can be incredibly impulsive without considering, you know, the future outcome. So we really need to practice responsibility and being pragmatic while still really um, allowing ourselves to enjoy the positive qualities of this transit as well. But globally, this can certainly create some sudden explosive events. Sudden outbursts of anger. Um, it could be something like uh, an earthquake or an avalanche or something with electricity, something with a natural disaster. It could be, you know, that people are losing their cool, that people are frustrated and angry. And, you know, we're going to see this. People may not want to contain that part of themselves. So I do think that we will see a lot of that rebellious, revolutionary energy playing out around the world. You may even be feeling it in your own life. And this is all happening simultaneously to Saturn transiting back into Capricorn, which is significant. And we'll talk about the exact dates, but I want to talk about this very quickly, is that Saturn will now be squaring this conjunction. And Saturn in Capricorn was the entirety of COVID, essentially. When, you know, we had lockdowns and all of that, Saturn was in Capricorn. So we will see this very interesting polarity where there are people, you know, demanding rights, whatever it is they believe in. There is going to be this revolutionary thinking, this rebellious energy, this very independent energy with the government wanting more control, trying to get a rein on things. You know, and it, of course, will likely involve the economy as well, because we were talking about Capricorn having this association to currency and the economy. So we will likely see um, this become a big focus 
is the economy. But all I'm trying to say is that two things are becoming very strong and it will be an interesting thing to experience. So let's go ahead and talk about some exact dates. So on July 2nd, Mercury is going to enter Gemini. So Mercury has been in the sign of Taurus from July 2nd until July 16th. Mercury is going to be in Gemini. And so on a personal level, this is an excellent time to focus on communication, how we communicate with other people, because there's this really big impulsive energy happening with a tendency to be more irritable, maybe really focusing on conflict resolution, how to communicate through some of these bigger feelings. It's also a really good time to reorganize because Mercury is in its own sign in Gemini. So it receives a lot of strength. So everything involving Mercury is going to be particularly strong, which a lot of the planets are going to be in their own signs this month. So there's a lot of strength happening. But for Mercury specifically, studies, organization, school, language arts, anything that involves dexterity. So it's a wonderful time to pick up a hobby, to learn something new, to practice foreign languages. It's an excellent time to focus on studies and learning something new, and also just getting organized around the office and things of that nature. From July 16th until August 1st, Mercury is going to be in the sign of Cancer. And so we're moving into Cancer season, which puts an emphasis on the home on real estate, on property, on the mother, also the homeland. Keep that in mind. It's going to come up on a personal level with Mercury and Cancer. This is a great time to focus on technology around the home. So if you've been needing a new ADT system or you've been wanting to install surround sound or you've been wanting to get a new iPad, you know, if you've just been wanting to get something for the home to enhance your home, it could be a really nice time. Repairing any technology around the home could be something that is happening now. Um, so bringing things in, buying new things, focusing on repairs or fixing, and also communications within the home environment. So if there's been some disjointed conversation or there's someone who's a part of your family who hasn't been getting enough attention or hasn't been engaged verbally, maybe it's a time to really check in and to bring a more balanced, harmonious quality to the communication within the home life. And of course, it could also just bring an emphasis of communication with the mother. Venus will be in Gemini from July 13th until August 7th, and it will be in Ardra from July 18th until July 30th, interestingly enough. So Venus in Gemini is definitely a different feel than Venus in Taurus. Venus in Gemini definitely gives a more flighty energy to Venus, a little bit more of a... Mm, need for mental stimulation, perhaps. <laughs> so with Venus and Gemini, it's definitely more flighty. It's not as committed. There's much more of an emphasis placed on fun and excitement. And as I mentioned, mental stimulation. Venus is the karka for relationships and love and also finances. Venus also has a lot to do with finances and it's in the sign of Gemini. This kind of gives a fluctuating nature to it. And 
When it comes to relationship, there could also be this fluctuating nature to it. So it is a time to focus, as I mentioned, on communication when it comes to love and romance. And there may be things coming up in love that give us an opportunity to connect on a deeper level and give us an opportunity to communicate about things that we've been wanting to talk about. So the positive attribute of Venus and Gemini is certainly the emphasis on communication if y'all don't have these, I'm a total geek and I love Gottman Institute. And there are these Gottman uh, playing cards that you can download through an app. And it's just like a bunch of cards that you can ask anyone you're wanting to be more intimate with. And there's like all sorts of topics like love language and what you find fun, love maps, you know, questions about friends, and then also like more intimate questions. That's a lot of fun. Maybe that's something you can download. Not sponsored by Gottman. I just love them. So it can definitely bring that opportunity and just a lot of fun. There's a dual quality when Venus enters Gemini. So there can definitely be this need to get out of routine, to break up a rut, to do something new. Try not to stay stagnant in regards to relationship this month. If you're single, it could be a time of kind of lightening the load and maybe enjoying dating if that's something that you've been thinking about if it's something that's on your radar i do want to let y'all know that venus will be in ardra from let's see july 18th until july 30th this is a much different energy as we know ardra is a little bit more of a difficult nakshatra venus of course is also diplomacy so we can definitely see the potential for a little bit more conflict there as i mentioned miscommunication may arise some run-ins, maybe some flighty behavior, maybe even some non-committal behavior, something to watch out for if um, if that's something that you've kind of already seen happening. And Ardra, it breaks things apart and it dissolves things so that we can rebuild, right? Purnavarsu comes right after Ardra. So Ardra is the storms that kind of breaks things up so that the gem can be revealed. And so that to say, moving through this time, if there are arguments, if there are run-ins, really try to think of it as an opportunity to develop more closeness, to learn more about the people around you, because it may not just be with an intimate connection. It could be with friends or family members, anyone who you have a close relationship with. So any type of disagreement is an opportunity to learn and go deeper. Of course, on a global level, this can certainly impact the economy, as I was mentioning, with some fluctuations, some back and forths. And of course, you know, when Venus is in Ardra, we want to be mindful because Venus is diplomacy. On July 12th, this is when Saturn will retrograde into the sign of Capricorn until January of 2023. So Saturn will move back into Capricorn, where it will be with Pluto. Remember that when Saturn is in Capricorn, what happens because Saturn reveals things that aren't working, it is a karmic indicator. It brings karma to the surface. It brings karmic retribution. It makes us work really hard. When Saturn is in Capricorn, it reveals cracks in the system that aren't working, but it also brings this desire for control and this desire to construct because both Saturn and Capricorn want to add cohesion. They want to build, they want to construct, they want to think about things for the long term. So with Saturn and Pluto sitting in the sign, it's really 
uh, highlighting what isn't working, what is feeble, what isn't ethical, so that we can strip away those layers and build something stronger. And when things are being revealed, like I keep talking about, when something unethical is being revealed or something unfair about the system is being revealed, it usually takes some sort of event to bring it to the surface. So we can expect those types of events to occur between July 12th and January of 2023. And in this time as well, we will see that um, kind of strong hand from the powers that be and saturn and pluto will be squaring uranus rahu and mars mars will move into taurus in uh, august august 10th but pluto and saturn will be squaring uranus and rahu for the rest of the year for um until you know saturn moves into aquarius so this is a pretty significant event. I, I really want you guys to have that in mind. We are going to see so much shift and change very quickly in the next couple of months. And I say that because one, Saturn is in the midpoint between Rahu or Ketu, but two, these are both cardinal signs. Aries and Capricorn are both cardinal. When we have transits like this, things change rapidly and quickly. So we will be seeing a lot of changes occur. On July 13th, we will have our full moon in Uttara Ashada, and I will build an entire podcast on that full moon. But just remember that the full moon is a time to release and let go. And this full moon will be in the sign of Sagittarius. So there's going to be this emphasis on ethics and virtues and belief systems, what we find value in. Also, Sagittarius is the sign of freedom watch this date put a pin in the calendar for july 13th from july 16th until august 16th the sun is going to be in cancer so happy birthday all of our cancer sons if you were born between um, july 16th and august 16th in the sidereal system of astrology your sun is in the sign of cancer so thank you so much for bringing your sensitive empathetic warm nurturing energy into our lives you are so valuable and leave us feeling so heard and so seen and we appreciate also your amazing creativity and expression so for the sun in cancer this is very significant on a global level we'll talk about personally and then we'll talk about globally so when the sun is in the sign of cancer this is a reminder to slow down to nourish one another to focus on what we need in our day-to-day -day life to be comfortable to feel safe you know what in your life feels safe and nourishes your nervous system and we've spoken about this before. It's been a while, but we've spoken about how the nervous system cannot lie to us. When our nervous system is relaxed, that is a true sign that we feel safe. When we feel kind of jacked up and our nervous system is on edge, there's something happening at a subtle and subconscious level that is warning us about something. It's so important to listen to that going off inside of us. So this is a time to follow what really soothes and nourishes that nervous system. Such an amazing time. And 
As I mentioned, it could be a time to focus on the home because we're going to have a buildup of planets occurring in Cancer. It's a good time to focus on sprucing up, getting rid of things you don't need anymore, bringing things in that just leave you feeling nourished and cozy, maybe even learning how to cook a new dish or make some food for a loved one, nourish others with service, appreciation, and again, uh, maybe food or cleaning something up around the house, something like that. So something to think about with sun and cancer is that cancer is the home it's also the homeland <laughs> and the sun and cancer is going to be aspected by jupiter and saturn both of these planets are aspecting cancer we know that when saturn and jupiter aspect the same sign or the same planet this can bring an energy of manifestation and development so wherever cancer is placed in your chart this is a very, very powerful time. There's going to be an emphasis put on that house. So if you're a Libra ascendant, this is the 10th house of your career. If you're a Cancer ascendant, it's the first house of yourself. If you're a Scorpio ascendant, it's the ninth house of gurus, teachers, mentors. Notice which house it is for you, wherever Cancer is sitting, that is going to be a point of energy. There's going to be growth occurring in that house. And so that being said, there can also be some pressure put here, some pressure to act, some pressure to take responsibility and to take initiative. Sun in Cancer is going to be aspected by Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto. It is in the midpoint between Rahu and Ketu. I said earlier that Saturn and Capricorn in this midpoint will create a lot of quick change. It's also in a cardinal sign. Sun is going to be in Cancer, which is also a cardinal sign in between K2 and Rahu. So this is serious. These couple of months, we're going to see these big changes happening pretty quickly. On a global level, this is a time where we will witness leaders trying to make a change, leaders trying to take control, trying to have power, and it will be to influence their land. And so we will certainly see a lot of changes happening in many countries around the world. So that will be something really interesting to keep an eye on for the, the summer. And I also think that there is a certain level of pressure happening with the sun and cancer for this duration of time. I think that there is going to be um, kind of a humbling quality there is a weight because sun is being aspected by Saturn. So it's very practical and there is a humility and there is um, a heaviness to it. So I do think that leaders will be put under pressure. They will be feeling the weight of the world and they will be trying to make gestures of power and to make gestures of influence and we may even see new leaders stand up or new people wanting to vocalize their belief system or vocalize what they believe to be true so i do think it will be leaders as in presidents prime ministers what have you but i think even within that other leaders because there are leaders in all sorts of you know facets of life so this could also be a time where people stand up for a cause that they're really interested in and they may take on a ton of that responsibility where they feel the weight and they feel the pressure but this is what they need to do for what they consider their home if that makes sense so 
pretty intense transit and there is this hyper focus on all things home related very interesting that i'm also kind of uh switching gears in my home life too at this time so moving on from that on july 17th rahu and uranus are going to be within one degree of each other and so we keep talking about the end of july but really we're going to start seeing intensity i mean we're already seeing intensity but we'll see intensity kind of building up to those dates so start really keeping an eye out around july 17th on july 20th the moon will be in aries so the moon will be in aries between july 20th until some of the 22nd And again, this is significant because we have that conjunction of Mars, Uranus, and Rahu here. So when the moon joins also, I mean, to put it into perspective, the last time that the moon was in Aries, we saw Roe v. Wade be overturned. So on these days between the 20th and the 22nd, there may be some particular intensity. On July 28th, we will have a new moon in the sign of Cancer in the nakshatra of Pushya. And so we just spent all of this time talking about Cancer and everything that's going to be going on with the homeland and, you know, uh, what's happening internally in countries. And so this new moon is just going to put an emphasis on that. And it's also very close to when Mars, Uranus, and um, Rahu will exactly conjoin. So this new moon, it's going to be bringing up all of those things that we just talked about, and it's going to accentuate them. On a personal level, we will do a full podcast on this, but it is a time of nourishment. It is a time to bring ourselves inwards and to focus on what we can control and what we can contribute. Doesn't mean not to ever take action, right? But through studying Vedic sciences, but also spiritual sciences, we learned so much about how action occurs in inaction. And when we spend time to rest and rejuvenate, we are in a creative process. We are in a renewal phase. It's just like when we think of planting a bulb in the earth, even though it's just a bulb and a seed, there's still action happening within that seed so that the plant can grow and flourish. And so there's this very important element in um, finding the stillness and allowing ourselves to be watered and allowing ourselves to be nurtured so that we can express that growth. Okay. So be keeping that in mind. The new moon is also a time of setting intentions and we can talk all about that in future segments. And some of the biggest dates to have on the calendar, July 20th, July 21st, July 22nd, and then also July 30th, 31st, and August 1st. Those are going to be some of the most intense dates to have in the back of your mind as we move forward. Finally, I've been telling you all this, but I want to remind you one more time, if you have planets in 23 degrees to 27 degrees of Aries, please be particularly careful. This conjunction can definitely cause accidents and sudden injuries, burns, cuts, bruises, scrapes, breaks, okay, fender benders. You want to keep an eye on yourself if you have any plants in Aries, but especially these degrees. If you have any planets, 23 degrees, 27 degrees of any of the cardinal signs, Aries, Libra, Capricorn, Cancer, be especially mindful. There can be big events that really change things rapidly in life. So please keep an eye on that. 
I want you all just to be extra careful. <laughs> we can never, um, we can never really make predictions without seeing somebody's chart, but it's, I share these things just to be extra safe. You know, just because you have planets in one of these degree points doesn't guarantee something is going to happen. But it's like we always talk about, if we see that there could be storm clouds, we want to put on rain boots just in case. So we just want to tread with a little bit more care. Not the time to go skydiving, not the time to participate in any risky activity. So take that for what it's worth. I'm going to go ahead and take a peek at the night sky just to see if there's anything that I missed. I think that we covered quite a bit today. I'm actually just now seeing that I forgot to talk about Jupiter retrograde. So we will spend an entire segment speaking to this. Jupiter will go retrograde on July 28th and stay retrograde until November 24th. And so this means that Jupiter is going retrograde on the day of the new moon, which is very symbolic and very important to take note of so again very briefly jupiter is the planet of virtues ethics the truth what our personal philosophy is and jupiter also has this association to currency and the economy so this is a huge shift that we are definitely going to want to keep track of jupiter retrogrades pretty often once a year for about four months at a time but when we follow astrology, we know that everything that's happening is significant. So again, this is something we will want to track. If you are in a Jupiter Dasha or a Jupiter Antar Dasha, this will likely impact you more. And if you have any planets from four degrees of Pisces to 14 degrees of Pisces, this will have a greater impact on you as well. I do hope that it was helpful. I hope that the sound on this is okay. I'm going to listen to it later just to make sure. So thank you for being patient with that. If you would like to hear how all these transits could impact you personally, sign up for Patreon, patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast, where I do horoscopes weekly. You can schedule a reading at innerknowing.yoga, and I would love to see you on Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. I hope that you have an amazing July. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much.